Hello, my name is Lizzie Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. China's current account balance, that is payments to foreigners minus income from abroad, has declined from over 9% in 2008 to a little under 3% last year. That's a very large drop. In an article published in the September issue of Finance and Development, entitled A Change in Focus, economists Malar Nabar and Olaf Unterobdorster suggest that although this change may signify a much-needed rebalancing of China's economy, ultimately, they believe it's a result of China's deteriorating terms of trade. And that's going to have a big impact on China's regional trading partners. But first, Malari Nabar explained the causes of the recent decline in the Chinese current account surplus. We see uh, certainly there is a cyclical component to this decline. Demand from China's most important markets, the euro area and the US, has been weaker than before the crisis. And that has, of course, had a negative impact on China's exports and has contributed to lowering the surplus. But beyond that, there are also some deeper forces at play. The first of these is China's investment as a share of its national economy has increased dramatically relative to pre-crisis. And initially, this was a conscious policy response from the government to, to support the economy. But increasingly, after this, the stimulus response began to wane, we saw a handoff to other areas of the economy with private manufacturing activity, private manufacturing investment picking up, um, and now increasingly also uh, social housing picking up. So that has had a role to play in compressing the surplus. Secondly, China's terms of trade, it's, uh, which is the, the average price of its exports relative to the average price of its imports, have been, have been worsening. China now imports, to a large extent, imports commodities where the prices of those products have been going up. On the export side, uh, China has been exporting machinery and competition has kept prices in check. And so as a result, that's led to a worsening of what we call the terms of trade. The third deeper force behind all of this is, of course, that the Chinese exchange rate, the renminbi, has appreciated and that has alter China's competitiveness and has, has also influenced the external surplus. So before that, people often said the Chinese way of growth was unsustainable. So is it safe to say that the shrinking of the surplus could be a rebalancing of this Chinese economy away from this export-led growth more towards a domestic consumption-led growth? Well, certainly the compression of the external surplus is an encouraging sign, suggesting that China is becoming perhaps more domestically oriented But when you dig deeper into the components of domestic demand, we don't see yet any signs that household consumption as a share of the economy has picked up. For us to, uh, to see this as a sign of durable rebalancing, we would, we would want to see that household consumption share of GDP increase. But I think the China... I want us now to talk uh, a little more internationally. China is a very important for the health of the region's economy. In your article, you described that the country has three different roles in the region. One is a source of regional demand, an export processing hub, and a competitor. Can you expand on each of these roles? Sure. China's role as a hub in Asia's production network, as an export processing hub, has dominated the trade relations within Asia. But having said that, 
especially since the global financial crisis, China's role as a genuine source of demand in the region has also increased. We found that those economies that tend to cater more to domestic demand in China tended to recover faster in the years after 2008. So what could be the repercussions of China's economic shift on its Asian trading partners? One important repercussion, if export growth were to slow through the supply chain, this would also affect export performance of the other Asian trading partners. Another important factor, as Malha pointed out, there is a concern that there is a new imbalance emerging between investment on the one hand and consumption on the other hand. We see that many of China's Asian trading partners have particularly benefited from China's investment boom. To the extent that China's strong investment growth is not sustainable because of domestic imbalances building, this could be a risk for Asian trading partners going forward as they rely so much on investment goods exports to China. Do you have policies in mind that these trading partners could adopt to adjust to this? It is ultimately up to the exporters, the private sector agents, to uh, determine which are the markets where they have an advantage and what they can do to satisfy market-driven demand. Governments in that process, in our view, can only facilitate this adjustment by ensuring that there is a level playing field for competition, by ensuring that trade can flow freely so that the sectors with the future can get the necessary resources for growth. This was Malar Nabar and Olaf Unterobodorster, economist at the IMF's Asia and Pacific Department, speaking about the Chinese economy. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www.imf.org podcasts.